Welcome back to the Transforming Mind Matters podcast. And we've uh, had a little break over the summer, but we're back. And Sue is here. And Sue's had some big changes over the summer as well. And is coming in with a new uh, variation of her business that is now called Opportuniality. And a very beautifully... Uh, aligned uh, uh, strap line that is transformation is always possible, which matches really beautiful with beautifully with our podcast title as well. So Sue, how are you? I'm um, I'm great, thank you very much. I'm really excited, um, and I'm 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 very grateful actually for all of the people who have been part of the journey up until the point that I created the new business and then have continued to help me beyond that. You know, there, there, there were lots of practical things to do, sort of like, you know, company formation and logos and, and all of that kind of key underpinning stuff, which is important because there's a, it says some, you know, I want some messages to go out there. But it was what was equally important was that the run up to that point was probably a good, I don't know, couple of years where I was beginning to think about this and and talk about it. Um, and as the time got closer, I, I did a whole load of thinking, Kate. Mm. I did, I did endless amounts of thinking. Um, and I know you were on the receiving end of some of those insecurities that came to the fore. Um, and when I was sharing the story with someone the other day, they looked at me and went, "You." But you understand this stuff. Yeah, I do understand it, but I'm still a human being. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big change. But as you say, transformation is always possible. And I'd love to hear a bit about the transformation as to what the direction is that you're going in with the business. And I just, there, there were all sorts of things that just seemed to come to the fore and, and just line up with me. Um, so I, I, towards, I don't know, I, I went and saw somebody that is an old mentor of mine um, in the springtime. And he happened to mention that he had gone off and looked at Reiki because his mother had been involved in a terrible accident. And I thought, well, that's really interesting, actually, you know, having done the hypnotherapy, having looked at all sorts of language approaches and the impact on our mind, and then really studying the whole, you know, process behind mind, consciousness, and, and individual and collective thinking and the power behind that. It made me wonder about this whole energy piece and, and the criticality of, of some of the connectedness that, I know exists that science is finally catching up with that quantum physics is about to do some really interesting stuff in, you know, why are we not utilizing it in the workspace more, particularly as mental health is such a top topic at the moment, quite rightly. So why are we not taking advantage of stuff that we already know and then just realizing it and realigning it. So off I went to have a, a look at, Reiki and and just fell in love with the opportunity that came from it. So I went and, and did my part one and part two certificate, which leads into that 
you know, transformation is always possible. And then I looked further and I happened to have found an amazing teacher. And now we're really very busy exploring the connection between some of the old shamanic practices, which sounds a bit woo-woo, but absolutely is not. And then, again, some of the new science that's coming out and a whole host of quantum physics elements. So my brain's being worked really hard. But the more I learn, Kate, the more I see we're just missing so many opportunities. And, and so what is the new business really about? It is about helping people find the route that's best for them mm. so that they can be the best version of themselves. Now... I, I work in corporate, so, you know, where's the hard edge in, in all of this? First of all, do we need a hard edge? Well, we still work with a bunch of people who think they do need a hard edge. So, therefore, tracking that back to something that the stock market is going to appreciate is really key. And, and therefore, measuring financial monetary numbers and performance from a numbers perspective is a core element to this. And absolutely, you can track it back. Can I explain it in black and white English? Mm, I can do my best, mm. but actually I don't know that we need to understand to the nth degree everything. I think as human beings, one of the elements that's really missing in us is we have got so caught up in data, we've forgotten how to trust. And it doesn't matter how much data we have, if we don't have trust, it becomes a bit of a pointless exercise. This is the thing that I get, and maybe this is wrong or not wrong, but different in the world that you work in. And I work in the world of online, digital, social media marketing, where data is also a big thing. But I'm starting to really see that the data is simply a reflection of us. It's, it's, it's us that are creating the data. Well, we determine what we're going to see, believe and understand anyway. Yes, so if we want to find the data, we will find the data. Yes. And, and what fascinates me is when you leave it alone and things unfold naturally, then it, it, the data is not so important anymore. But if we're continually striving and pushing and driving for data, mm. we'll get it. We'll get what we're looking for. And we miss so much on, on route. It's as though somebody kind of blindfolds us or takes away two or three of our senses, that single track focus gets in the way. Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? And just the potential. The potential uh, at, a, at a human level to you know, remap our minds, for example, remap our brains it is... It's unlimited if the motivation is right. We don't need to undergo any kind of surgery or anything. Accessing, um, you know, knowledge and, and wisdom is always there and available for us when we're not so busy-headed. Yes. But when we, you know, when we fixate on data or, and, and there was a word you just used just now, which again gets in the way of, of trust and openness, which is right and wrong. There is a bunch of people that are just in the need to demonstrate that they're right and others are wrong. From a compassionate point of view, all of that, all that just screams is insecurity. Mm. Because I'm not worthy if I'm not right. 
And if I can just allow things to be without this need to be right and wrong, then actually I get to hear other people's opinions. I was working with a really high-performing team very recently, and, and it, it's a, a high-performing business, but this is the kind of the top team. And I was interested in, number one, how busy they were. Yeah. Because yeah. being labelled as top has created a massive vulnerability in them that I'm sure the company that they work for is unaware of. Yeah. And it it got in their way of their ability to listen. I got the impression that they felt they always had to know the answer. And therefore they couldn't even entertain other people's input because they had to be right because they were the top two. And so, so any of that, you know, showing signs of humility or compassion or, or just basic respect and listening to others meant that they probably weren't worthy of that, that label anymore. Mm. And so on the one hand, there is this wealth of transformation opportunity out there if we're quiet enough and we want to tune into it. And on the other hand, good old ego battles forward with its inability to trust and its need to be number one all the time. Mm. And it's not our job to do anything about that other than to point out some stuff and if the person's ready to hear, then fabulous. Uh, and if they're not ready to hear, then, you know, we wish them well and send them lots of compassion, knowing that actually that's quite a painful place to be. There's lots of suffering that comes from the need to be right all the time. When you're in a position where you can't trust, and whether you're in denial of that or not, that the impact, actually, the impact is immense, Kate. The impact on our ability to think properly is, is huge. But more importantly than that, the impact on our health, yeah. our physical health at a cellular level, is uh, it's just scary to the extent that some of my research is, is very firmly pointing to you know, not only things like diabetes, heart attack, blood pressure, you know, all the normal little bag of horrors, but many of the cancers. Mm. And, and some of the, what we're classing as genetic and hereditary issues. And the other really interesting element is, you know, you, you take some of the unfortunate pieces that have become everyday language, like depression, for example. And one of the things that I've observed is that as soon as we give it a label, a we number one, we live up to the label. Yeah. There is a set of, of this is what it looks like and therefore I'm going to be like that. And I don't, I'm not suggesting it's conscious, but it's almost as though we have this silent need to comply. Yeah. And then as soon as we go near the medical profession, and I am not absolutely the medical profession do a wonderful job, but as soon as we go there and they give us 
you know, a pill or a potion, then it seems like we relinquish responsibility for what's wrong with us and, and we hand that, you know, responsibility over to the medical practitioner who is doing the best they can do with what they have available, you know, in their very short spaces of time and their very budget-controlled world. So now I've, I've abdicated. Not my problem anymore. Yeah. So I disempower myself and I prevent transformation. So it makes me curious. Makes mm-hmm. me very curious. And that's what my, my new my new opportunity is is all about because I see the opportunity. Now it won't be for everybody, because not everybody's ready. That's okay. But I see the opportunity to realize and then put into practice much of what we already knew and indeed do already know if we are open enough. So the practice of of energy and connectivity between us humans, no matter how much we deny it, it keeps rearing its head. The impact of light on us. And there's some amazing, as you and I were sharing earlier, um, of this podcast, the impact of light therapy on the brains in the individual cells in the body, the impact of vibration and our ability to heal and emotional and, and mental energy to flow more freely through our bodies. It is unbelievable. So it, it is that kind of connection of stuff that we just weren't open to originally. And, and bringing it into that corporate world. And say, how open do you feel the corporate world are to a more alternative and holistic approach? Well, because it's very rooted in science. It's very rooted in, in common business practice. I am finding more and more people um, and some big well-known names are making their way into my world. They kind of appear in my world and, you know, however they appear. And they are open to, they're very open. Now, why are they very open? Because they, I think they have psychologically grown to a level whereby they know that they have done everything in what is regarded as traditional business. So from a systems, IT and non-IT, they've done what they can. And you know, whilst we will still continue to evolve those systems, we're hitting some limits. You know, and they, they've done what they can in terms of processes. And I'm sure there are improvements, but if we want a real step change, if we really want to get to that next stage, what got us to where we are now is not going to get us to that next stage. Yeah, and it feels like well-being as being well is such a huge part in that next expansion because when we're not well, we're contracted, when we're stressed, yes, and we're busy, when we haven't got time to think or heal, then we can't be our best. No, we can't be our best. And we don't see the opportunities that are then in front of us because we're so busy dealing with the problems that we think we have. And then when there is someone out there that's pushing a few edges and really embracing some of this, we feel the need to judge. Mm. And that's because we're just stuck. 
when we become unstuck and we realize we're only there because we've put ourselves there mm. then then that's when the what seems like magic happens and of course it's not magic we're just working in tune mm. we have this amazing power and we have amazing opportunity and as my strap line says and as our podcast has said all along and i didn't make the connection until you made it kate so thank you <laughs> transformation is always possible and that makes it very exciting awesome <laughs> yeah best of luck well you don't need luck <laughs> best of flow to everything coming yeah thank you and i'm looking forward to getting back on with our podcasts on a business as usual type approach Kate, yeah. as well me too